Welcome, my name is Patty Turk, and this is the Turks and Chaos Podcast, a show for millennial moms by a millennial mom of three boys, talking motherhood, home management, getting out and about, and all the adventures in between. Patty Turk here, the host of the Turks and Chaos Podcast. It's a real mother. Today, I'm going to be talking about school in the fall and I guess sharing why we have decided to go with homeschooling instead of continuing on with distance learning. But first, I have some exciting news. So most of you know I wrote an ebook, but I recently purchased a few copies, like paperback copies. I printed them out and they should be here soon. And hopefully I will be able to have that on my website for you to purchase both ebook and real book book, like paperback book of my book, Happy Mom at Home. So if you want to check out the ebook, you can go ahead to turks-chaos.com and you can see it there. It's available there to purchase. Um, But stay tuned because I'm going to be doing a giveaway. And I also have some workbooks coming that go along with the book. So for 30 days, it gets you started on your daily morning journal, your weekly goals list, your daily to-do list, and your weekly meal planning. So yes, if you want to win that, make sure you tune in because when I get them in, I'm going to be doing a giveaway. And if you want to learn how to win one, you're going to have to listen to the next episode. Okay, getting into today's episode. So I have decided to homeschool my kids. I just signed them up for a charter school in the new town that we're moving to. I'll tell you why. It seems like in the fall, what's going to happen is school will not be going back to normal. It'll be either distance learning 100% or a hybrid model where the kids have opportunities to go to school either half days um, or a couple days a week or one week on, one week off, and then the rest is continuing on with distance learning. And I believe that parents have the option of um, opting out of a hybrid model and just continuing on doing 100% distance learning Um, But for other parents who want their kids actually on campus and having that kind of, you know, social peer opportunities, they'll be able to still come onto campus very minimally so that they are still able to go with the requirements that the state has for them. I think they're following CDC guidelines. So it seems like still they'll have to wear masks. Um, There might be plastic barriers in between the kids. The desks will be spread out and only so many kids in classroom at a time. No eating in the cafeteria. I don't know what the playground will look like, but yes, kids will not, I guess, won't be able to get close to each other. Um, And for all of those reasons, I feel like even if I sent them to school to be around their peers, they really wouldn't be able to have that kind of uh, social break. So it's not worth it to me to bend over backwards to try to 
um, figure out and have them kind of bob and weave between school and then home learning. Um, Because typically when the kids go to school, regular, you know, normal, full-time, Monday through Friday, on a normal, typical school day, they go to school and then when school is over and they come home, they want to be done with learning. Getting them to do homework is still challenging. So I don't think that having the children move from school half day and then to have to go home and finish school, I feel like it would just cause a lot of arguments and pushback from my kids. For all of those reasons, I've decided that doing that is just not something that I want to deal with. So I am looking into homeschooling through a charter. Another thing I wanted to talk to or talk about was the distance learning because they are still going to offer 100% distance learning. So you might be asking, okay, but why switch a school to a home charter when that's going to be 100% at home? You can still do 100% at home with your normal school by doing 100% distance learning. Yes, you're right. But I only have my experience from the school that my kids went to. If the new school is anything like what they did, I don't feel like it's worth it. And I would be interested in seeing um, some other curriculum, some other forms of learning. And so I'll break down kind of our experience with distance learning um, this these past couple months. My third grader, I have a third grader and a first grader. They're done now, but I had a third grader and a, fir- and a first grader. So my third grader, his teachers, I feel did a really good job. He had one Zoom meeting each day and they would flip back and forth. So he has an ELA teacher and a math teacher. And at first they did them both in one day, but then they, they kind of, you know, they got the hint that it was a little too much work for the kids and they were getting frustrated because work wasn't being turned in. So then they moved it to, or they... um rearrange some things to make it so that they would only have one Zoom meeting a day and they would have the other subjects Google Classroom assignments for that day. So for example, Monday would be Math Zoom and on that day they would have to do ELA classwork in Google. They would have those assignments to do. So one class Google assignments and the other classes Zoom for 30 minutes and then they would have their apps to do of course. So their reading app, their math app, and then they were expected to read for 30 minutes every day. And then on Tuesday you would switch and then you would have your ELA Zoom and then you would do your math classwork and then your apps on top of that. I felt that was good and in that 30 minutes they were able to learn a lesson to get help with anything that they needed help with, to go over the assignments that were given for the week, to learn how to do them properly if some kids seem to be struggling, and then to also have community time to kind of talk to the teachers, talk to their friends, answer questions, feel like they were in a classroom by raising their hand and being involved in the conversation. And I thought it was just, it was a really good model. And my son had that 30 minutes. He enjoyed the attention. He enjoyed that um, community feeling when he was with all of his classmates. And then when the Zoom meeting was over, 
there that was it for the day he didn't have to worry about hopping on in an hour he didn't have to worry about anything else he would get all of his work done in the morning have his zoom meeting and then be done my first grader it was a lot more difficult one because he is hard-headed and doesn't like to listen and two because the way that it was structured was just two all over the place so he would have two class meetings a day both ela and math they were only 15 minutes each but they were at two separate times so like 11 30 and one o'clock so just really too spread out for him and too late in the day for him to still have attention by one o'clock the 11 31 was okay but after that we would have that hour and a half in between and that would be it i would lose him absolutely lose him he would the 15 minute ela was just you know maybe a class of like 10 students or so and they would each go through and read a page of this book and it would be like one sentence one or two very simple sentences that they would have to read and then okay next kid read this sentence okay next kid read the sentence and then it would be over they'd have to hop off and then for math, they would try to get in a lesson, but they wouldn't be able to finish the lesson sometimes because they'd run out of time and have to hop on to the next class. So, and then of course, because it was so late, one o'clock, my son would just have no attention span at all to be able to focus and pay attention. And he was shy, so it was hard for him to be involved when the teacher would say, raise your hand or shake your head yes, or da 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 He would just like not even want the camera pointed on his face. So yes, it was difficult for my first grader. I can't imagine people that had kindergartners that had to do this, but I'm sure they were a lot more relaxed about it. But um, so yes, first grade, the two Zoom meetings a day, and then he had all of his apps that he had to do. Now, mind you, he was graded. Both of my kids have been graded, and I just received their report cards. They were graded for their attendance on the Zoom meetings, and they were graded on their participation in their apps. And in their apps, they had weekly goals of like 10 units a week per each app. So they had to work like 30 minutes every day on each app, like math and language arts. And if they didn't hop on their Zoom, that's like they didn't show up. So you get a zero for that day. And the app, if you didn't get your 10 units, then... You didn't get your points for the week. And that is all reflected on their report cards. So it was stressful for me to be kind of like tethered to the iPads all day long because it would start at 10.55 with my my oldest who was expected to have his work done for the day before the Zoom meeting. So I would be up working on his work with him, making sure he's doing what he has to do, reminding my other son to start his apps so he doesn't have to worry about it later on in the day when I know that he's completely just done and I won't be able to get anything more from him. And then to have to sit by the clock or set my timer or keep an eye on the clock and stress myself out worrying about, oh my gosh, are they going to miss the Zoom? Okay, it's five minutes till go go get your iPad. It better be charged. Of course, the iPads were never charged in the morning. They were always saying, but mommy, my iPad's dead. Well, didn't I tell you to charge it? Anyways, um, <laughs> it was a real pain in the butt. And then, of course, telling them, giving them the 15-minute warning, the 10-minute warning, the 5-minute warning, giving them a chance to 
use the bathroom, throw their clothes on if they still don't have clothes on, grab a drink of water, have a snack before so they're not complaining about being hungry, brush their teeth, do their hair, whatever they typically complain about when they're in their Zoom meetings or as soon as their Zoom meeting is starting. Those are all of the things that I would give them reminders for. And of course, 15 minutes. Okay, 15 minutes is till the Zoom starts. Okay, go to the bathroom if you need to. I don't need to go to the bathroom. Grab a snack if you need to. I'm not hungry. Get some water if you need to. I don't need to. Make sure that your iPad is ready to pull up and enter in the Zoom meeting. Okay. And then I'd be like, oh my gosh, okay, it's time to start. It's time to start. Because I would lose track. And then it would be like, your, your Zoom meeting started seven minutes ago. Hurry up. And I would just be screaming at my kids like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. So you don't miss it. Especially my first grader because his are only 15 minutes long. So if you miss seven minutes of it, that's basically it for the day. And it was just really stressful. I was yelling at my kids. I was stressed out. I was getting messages from the teachers like, your student has not logged in for the week at all in this app. And uh, they're supposed to get 10 points or 10 units each week. And if they don't, I'm going to have to give them a zero. And this is going to be reflected on their grade. And I'd be like, whoa, they've been doing their app. Oh, oh, okay, well, make sure that they log out properly because if they don't, then sometimes they're not reflected or, oh, um, sometimes it just takes a while to reflect. And I'm like, dang, okay, well, that's not my son's fault. And if it's a glitch and you don't even ask, are they just going to get a zero because of the, a system malfunction? So the teachers, I understand, are doing the best job possible given the circumstances and bless them because I couldn't imagine being a teacher and then having to figure out how am I supposed to still teach if I can't see the kids, if they're not going into the classroom, if I'm not going into the classroom, how am I supposed to do this? And then I've heard that a lot of students aren't even or didn't even participate in the distance learning. So I'm sure that's another thing that the teachers are worried about is come next year, if we're still doing distance learning, I might not have a large chunk of my class participate. And imagine all, what are those students even doing if they're not involved in distance learning? Are they just at home doing nothing, not learning? You know, their education isn't a priority to their parents or maybe their parents have to work and they just really don't have the time to sit there and help them make sure that they're doing their work or if I can't imagine if someone had to work, who would be there getting on their child's butt to make sure that they're on that Zoom meeting, to make sure that they're doing all their apps that they're supposed to do? I just couldn't even imagine. And then let alone, you know, I just, I can't imagine. But on the flip side, we are in a pandemic with this virus going around and it's killed a lot of people and people are still getting sick and it's just... We don't know that it's 100% safe to send our kids to school or to send the teachers to school with our kids. So is it fair for us to chance it like that without putting in proper precautions? So I understand completely both sides. I understand that parents have to work. I understand that they're thinking, who's going to teach my kids? I understand that teachers are like, how am I going to get my classroom ready with all of these precautions that I have to put in place to allow kids to be on campus. 
how am I going to teach when the students have to be separated and I have to make sure that they don't get within six feet of each other and that they wear, they wear their masks at all times and, you know, all of these things while still thinking of the lesson plan that I have to try to teach in this day. It is just so, I don't know. This all leads me to, I am homeschooling my kids and I'm doing it through a charter school. So the charter school has, provides the curriculum and I get teacher support to be able to email, communicate, call, and um, have the check-ins necessary to make sure that the kids are doing their work, that it's complete, that um, if they're having trouble with something, I have a teacher who can go over something with them and that's not on me because Lord knows I'm not the best at this stuff, okay? I'm not the best at teaching my children. Teachers are good at teaching. Mothers, you know how kids act around you. They can't learn from you. They can't learn from me. And I'm sure a lot of other moms feel the same way or have the same reality. I chose the charter school I did because typically charter schools that have homeschool programs already, they have had this system in place of distance learning for years. They have a model set up that works. Public schools that are on campus, which you're used to, they have been thrown into this and they had to figure out how to do it in a matter of weeks. And they're only a couple months into this. So not that they're not doing a good job, they're doing amazing. But as a charter school who has their curriculum, their structure, their distance learning model set up already, and it's tried and true. That's what I felt like would be better for us. And typically, they have the option to go on campus up to four days a week. They did tell me they don't know what that's going to look like because of COVID restrictions. But in the future, when things lift, I know that they'll be able to go on campus for up to four days a week and hang out with kids and get to know other people in the community and go to the community events and stuff at the school and have that sense of normalcy again in a way smaller class. I think they have up to 15 kids per class coming from a class of 30. They're used to having 30 in their class, like many other public schools. So for all of those reasons, just... A little bit more freedom, the t- the ability to create their schedule and work with them as far as how much they're willing to give me in a day and not be tethered to a timeline of, um, of Zoom meetings, basically. That was the really difficult thing for me. If they would have had pre-recorded Um, videos that they had to watch and then do work from, that would be better because I wouldn't have to worry about dogs barking or sirens outside or someone mowing their lawn loudly outside or kids coming in to get dressed naked walking in front of the other kids Zoom meeting. I wouldn't have to worry about those things. Uh, So yeah, that's something that was definitely tricky. If you were fine with your distance learning structure, though, and you're still quite not comfortable sending your kid to school, if they have to wear masks or if they have to be distant from other kids or whatever, and you are a stay-at-home mom 
and you can have your kids at home with you, you can continue on with your school's distance learning. Just opt out of the hybrid and tell them that you would rather stick with the 100% distance learning because I, I think that they're hoping that the the parents that are fine with distance learning will continue to distance learn while the other parents who are worried about daycare or their student not learning because they're going to be going to a daycare and the daycare provider can't teach their kid they all at least have more room for those parents so I kind of would encourage you to if you have the option and if you're able to um, just continue on with distance learning for those that want to fully homeschool your kid you can do that too but it's just a lot more tricky with a charter school you still have to have common core with homeschooling yourself like filing an affidavit and becoming a homeschool you can pick your own curriculum out but you still have to do things like attendance keep track of attendance keep track of your work samples things like that but you can have it more like religious curriculum you can explore really any types of subjects there are just certain things that your child subjects your child has to learn but the curriculum that you choose to do that are totally up to you like they need to still do um, language arts they still need to do math they still need to learn some social studies they still need to learn some history and things like that and you're going to want to get them still physical but you have the freedom of choosing your schedule if you want to homeschool like three days a week you can do that if you want to homeschool two hours a day you can do that as long as they're getting, as long as they're working each week and you have proof of that and you're keeping track of like how many days they're doing things. But even day-to-day things, if you go to a museum, if you go to um, a field trip of your own, you can count those as part of your curriculum because you're learning something when you go to a museum if you go to an aquarium right or if you go to a zoo you can learn about the animals you can learn about um biology you can learn about history by going to places like that so you have more freedom of how you learn it doesn't have to be straight out of a book if you homeschool so that's kind of the the cool cool factor of homeschooling um but Yes, I've looked into it, and to me, that just doesn't seem like something I'm willing to tackle on my own just yet, which is why, again, charter school. I'm sticking with the charter home program. Now, there are resources if you choose to homeschool. Definitely try to find a co-op in your area. Try to get uh, join the local homeschool group. Again, Facebook. I know I refer you guys to Facebook a lot, but honestly, that's like where to go to find people and groups in your community so look on Facebook just search for your local homeschool group Um, I'm sure everyone has one and if not there will be one a town over and a lot of these homeschool groups are great because they fill you in on swap meets where people exchange their used curriculum and you can get curriculum at a discount price um, they do play dates together. They do field trips together. They get like enrichment opportunities where they get maybe like a woodworking guy to come out and um, set up a class for you or for the group. So the group has an opportunity to sign up and attend that class or just things like that. So it's really cool if that's if that's what you want to do. 
Um, the con for homeschooling is that you have to pay out of pocket. The, the pro of charter schools is that the curriculum is covered and you have the teacher support. And a lot of the times, if you do a homeschool program through a charter school, you also have, um, like, an allowance or credits to be used towards enrichment classes, like um, swim classes, horseback riding, piano, music, um, gymnastics, dance class. You're usually able to have those types of things covered, which is also really great. But then again, you are stuck with the common core, but they also take a look at your child. And if something isn't working, they're flexible in kind of, you know, reassessing maybe what will help your child, like an alternative to help your child learn. So, yes. That's my story. You know, it's those apps. Those I just want I I want to make sure I have a curriculum where the kids aren't stuck on the iPads with those apps. The apps were like half of the of their whole grade. It was like half of the grade was the Zoom meetings, the other half of the grade were the apps. 85% of their schooling was on the iPad. And so their faces were glued to the screen all day, which stinks because a screen is also how they relax when they're done with school. So they were on it all day long from school and then to a TV or to an iPad to watch YouTube or something. So uh, I like paper and books, like paper books, printed books and pencils and writing down on paper. Everything that they did with distance learning was all done on the computer, submitted in the computer, meeting on the computer. I just want them to have a break from electronics. But I'm hopeful. I'm excited. I am a little worried about the summertime because since they've been home and now we're home and they think school is over, how am I going to start school again without them going to a physical site? One day I'm going to say, okay, school starts tomorrow. And then I'm going to try to teach them and they're going to be like, now. <laughs> I can already imagine it. Ah. Lord, be with us, please. <laughs> this, uh, it's okay. We'll get through it. We got through the end of the 2019 school or the 2020 school year. We'll get through the 2020-2021 school year. I know we will. That's it for this episode, but I will catch you next episode. And remember, you're going to want to tune in if you want a chance to win my new book, okay? Happy Mom at Home. So if you want to buy the ebook because you don't want to wait for the giveaway of the real book, you can go ahead and go to turks-chaos.com and you can buy it there. It's right on the first page. Scroll down to the bottom and you can click on the little book picture. I will see you all next week for the next podcast episode where I'll give more deets on winning my book. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. For more Turks and Chaos, you can catch this podcast every Tuesday and Thursday. And you can find me online at turks-chaos.com. 
and I'm on Instagram and Facebook. So I'll see you there.